1: Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle podcast, and I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest, who you know, who you love, the senior editor at milehighhuddle.com, Zach Kelberman. Zach, dude, the Chiefs again. They run the gauntlet, the road warriors. Going back to the freaking Super Bowl, and unless the Niners at this very moment with 11 minutes left in the third quarter down two touchdowns to the Detroit Lions can pull a rabbit out of their hat, or I should say, unless the Detroit Lions continue to roll like they are, it could be, long story short, I don't want to see the Niners go back to the Super Bowl. I think the Detroit Lions, with the momentum that they have, are the best chance to make sure the Chiefs don't get that fourth Lombardi, which would push them ahead of the Broncos.
2: Mm, I'm getting... I know Broncos country agrees. I'm definitely sick of seeing Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and all the bunch in the Super Bowl. We have to hope that whoever represents the NFC can take him down. I'd like to see Detroit and KC be a rematch of week one. Detroit won that game, and I think they can win it again. I'm just rooting for Dan Campbell's bunch, man. I'm a big fan of kneecap biters, Chad.
1: Indeed. Lawrence jumping in early on Super Chat tonight. One of our Thank OG you, Cornerstone community members. Thank you, bro. He says, What's up, guys? Didn't think KC could get more annoying than Brittany Mahomes. Now all they do is show Travis Kelsey and uh, Taylor Swift nice. up in the box. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it. Hopefully we don't have to see it no more. Yeah, yeah, family friendly. You know what I'm saying here, Lawrence? Family friendly, uh, etc. But yeah, it's just it. It's just one of those things, Zach. It's like as a, as a teenager and young man of the '90s. I got so sick of seeing Michael Jordan and the Bulls just dominate everywhere they went. You know, uh, the the two thousands, Tom Brady and the Patriots, and you know, similar similar thing. What's going on here with with Mahomes and the Chiefs?
2: It is, and you got to get credit. They no one really expected them to make it that far, but they found a way. The defense is really carrying them this year. That's I'm impressed by what Steve Spagnuolo is doing. I'll give some credit where it's due, but I'm so sick of seeing the same old, same old.
1: Mahomes though just stubborn in this playoff series man like he just refuses to to throw up the 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 white flag. Mike, the Ronk jumping in early too. What's going on, Big Dog? Good evening right back at you. Yeah, so you got the Lions 24, the Niners 10. The we were just talking about this before the, we went live in the green room. Scott and I, the Lions, the only team that was around when the Super Bowl era began. So, those original teams, right, that have not at least been to a Super Bowl. And I hope I'm not jinxing them even now by uttering this into existence, but it's just, it would be just a huge thing. Just making the Super Bowl, Zach, would be a huge thing for Detroit. Obviously, winning and defeating the Kansas City Chiefs, that would be even sweeter.
2: Yeah. But if you want to take it to a, Bro- a Broncos centric kind of point of view, I mean, Sean Payton talked about Dan Campbell and the turnaround that Detroit had. And, of course, it didn't happen this year. But what Campbell showed is that it doesn't take five years to turn a team around anymore, even a franchise as lowly as Detroit. It's proven possible when you get the right pieces in place. So it gives me at least hope that the Broncos can do it sooner and not later. Definitely a hopeful kind of message that it uh, imparts. Crazy,
1: crazy. Uh, Lamar, what do you think, dude? He's just is, – is he the – guy that
2: just will forever not be able to win the big one. It could be the case. It's it's the case with Josh Allen, you can't get past Mahomes. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy that even in Mahomes is like worst year of his career, he's still going back to the Super Bowl. So, again, credit where it's due, but Lamar Jackson's a hell of a quarterback. As long as they maintain those pieces they have in place, they should be pushing for uh, you know, AFC title contention at the minimum every year. So, you have 2017
1: Mahomes, 2018 you have Mayfield He was in the playoffs this year. Josh Allen playoffs, uh, Lamar playoffs, all three of them, of course, uh, bounced by now, heading into the Super Bowl for all but two teams left here. Uh, One of those quarterbacks, Zach, of the mythical Hall of Fame quarterback class of 2018, Sam Darnold, has of late kind of picked up some momentum As a name to watch, not so much because an insider has reported, Zach, that the Broncos are interested in Darnold. I mean, we know the old regime under John Elway, how much he loved him some Sam Darnold. But Darnold's name's getting floated. And uh, with increasing uh, kind of buzz and momentum, Bo Nix is a name that continues coming up for the Denver Broncos. So I'm going to ask you the same question, Zach, that – Joe Klatt was asked, I'll get to what he had to say here in a minute after we hear your response, but would you rather see the Broncos, this is is an absolute either or answer, would you rather see the Broncos take Bo Nix at number 12, the Oregon quarterback, or pay a little money to Sam Darnold, bring Sam Darnold to Denver because he'll be a free agent after the season ends?
2: I mean, most of y'all know how I feel by now. I would rather take a chance on the potential on the unknown. We all know what Sam Darnold is. And unless he's bringing Kyle Shanahan with him from San Francisco, he's not going to be the same remodeled quarterback. He he was a bust in New York, and uh, I think he was a bust for a reason. You got to, just because you've whiffed, and the Broncos have struck out on Paxton Lynch and even Brock Osweiler, you have to still be, aiming to swing and hit a home run. And they can't stop doing that even if they're a big gun shy. So in that scenario, I am taking the chance on upside. I am taking the chance on the fact that maybe Sean Payton can finally draft his own quarterback and develop his own quarterback. And Bo Nix could be that guy. We are going to uh, continue. I'm going to, I'm going to read
1: to you what Joel Klatt said, right? Of Fox sports, kind of a college football quarterback guru, former quarterback himself, First, we're going to grab a couple of super chats, though. Taylor Christensen jumping in early. Ooh, I'm just I'm watching this game. I got one eye on the screen, one eye on this game, and that was just a missed opportunity, Goff Laporta. Taylor, love you, big dog. Do you think Baker Mayfield is a veteran option for the Broncos? Go Denver Broncos. So uh, he's going to be a free agent. I think some of this depends, Zach, on how hard Tampa Bay pushes to keep him around. But uh, I'll tell you this. Like Zach, I'm not a fan. Uh, miss me on the notion of reclamation projects in Denver. I would rather at 12, I would honestly rather you take a, I would rather J.J. McCarthy than Baker Mayfield, to yeah. be honest with you, at this stage, just because of what, what's what's gone on, let's just say, since Super Bowl 50. Um, but if you said either or, it's an absolute, you got to answer Mayfield mm-hmm. or Darnold. For me, it's Mayfield all day long and thrice on Sunday.
2: Oh, yeah, I want to give you a lot of credit as well. Before the season, we were talking about Baker Mayfield being maybe a quarterback the Broncos should look at. I wasn't that high on him. I didn't think he'd go on to have the year that he did, and uh, he did. So I know he's always been a favorite of yours, Chad. And he's going to get massively overpaid, be it from the the Buccaneers or another team. He earned that contract, and he's way out of the Broncos price range, just like someone like Kirk Cousins is. I just don't understand this obsession, and I feel like I'm taking crazy pills by repeating myself Take a a lateral move backward. I know it's kind of an oxymoron, but you're taking a step backward just to take one step forward and be at the exact same spot you are now with a Sam Darnold or a Jameis Winston or a insert name here. The Broncos focus and the resources they have should go to finding a franchise quarterback you can develop over the course of the next decade, preferably. Even if you capture lightning in a bottle with Baker Mayfield and you magically find the funds to acquire him, is he going to be your quarterback for 10 years? probably not you need that guy it's about time the broncos found that guy
1: and of course there's also the reality that as you mentioned baker mayfield gonna get paid he'll probably end up bringing in something like 10x uh what darnold will command on the free agent market um all right real quick we're gonna grab the duchess and then we got a a matter of business to take care of real quick the duchess we love you michaela parker you, you know this near and dear to our hearts uh, foundational, mythical, pivotal figure in our community, Mount Rushmore, hashtag. She says, is it me? But but it would be bad for the Broncos to draft J.J. McCarthy with Jim Harbaugh being now in the division, knowing him inside and out. And she says, I guess, go Lions. Yeah, that's an interesting um, question because I don't think it's something that's truly been really pondered since Harbaugh got hired by the Chargers, left Michigan he's going to be in the AFC West for a while what's your answer
2: well it basically comes down to how much you you're pitting Sean Payton's coaching acumen versus Jim Harbaugh's coaching acumen and and Listen, we cover the Broncos here, and if Sean Payton decides that J.J. McCarthy's the guy and, and he's the pick, then we have to uh, side with that. I, I don't think the Broncos, to answer your question more directly, Michaela, I don't think the Broncos should shy away from McCarthy just because Harbaugh's in the division now. If they shy away from McCarthy, it has to be from a, uh, a football reason. They, they, they feel like he's not worthy of a first-round pick and he can't be a franchise quarterback at the NFL level.
1: We shall see. I'm very, of all the, we'll call them the the next three, right? We all know who the top three are. Caleb Williams, uh, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. Of that next three, J.J. McCarthy could end up being the best guy in terms of, like, the ceiling, the upside. But I think he's the guy that would take the longest to kind of get up to speed. He's the guy, to me, Zach, that I'm the least interested in there at 12. Uh, yeah. Bo Nix, Michael Penix. Those are the two guys I could see making some hay, but especially Nick's. And I'm going to explain to you even more why, something that uh, Joel Klatt said on the radio earlier this week. But first, guys, we got to remind you here, we're on uh, conference championship weekend. And in a couple of weeks, it'll be the Super Bowl. We'll find out soon who it's going to be. But make sure when you're celebrating, whether it's tonight after the game, or if it's next weekend, or if It's a weekday or the Super Bowl. Make Little Caesars, the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. You order online during our Pizza Pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs. That includes all day on Sundays and including Super Bowl Sunday. And get ready for some football and fun by choosing
2: your favorite Little Caesars pizza or picking the toppings you crave. Either way, you win. And speaking of winning Broncos country, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the next game.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data, And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Scott, why didn't they go for the field goal? Why'd they go for it on that fourth down? were they just a little too far out? Uh, one eye one eye on it, you know, sometimes the, the subtleties escape you, but you guys are the priority, all right? Zach, let me read to you, um, again, this whole Sam Darnold thing, to me, it's not even smoke. It's just names kind of being spoken into existence um, because they're going to be available. Sam Darnold, <clears throat> if it was still John Elway in the front office, it would be already, I think, more than kind of a fringe rumor it would probably be a bona fide we'd be hearing reports and da, 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 da. but the bo Nix thing is interesting so that same question <clears throat> pardon me that i posed to you zach at 12 do you take bo Nix? you got only one or you can only choose one or the other Right? there's no third option or bowing out do you take bo Nix at 12 or do you previously before that just go out and sign sam darnold here is what Joel Klatt said, quote, I would probably take Knicks, but that's a really tough one. Knicks fits Sean Payton really well. One of the things that Knicks is so good with is his cerebral nature of understanding where to go with the football. I think that's more where Sean is comfortable, is a guy that wants to play that way, that's accurate in the short and intermediate zones, that has a quick release, that wants to play as more of a point guard. To me, that's a guy that could have a lot of success. Nick's very mature. He's got a great head on his shoulders. He's very experienced. He checks a ton of boxes. The kicker is that he's athletic as well and can hurt you with his legs. In this day and age, it's almost becoming a must, a requisite at this position. Close quote. Zach, this dovetails with previous uh, opinions in the draft insider community that Nick's would be the perfect fit, pardon me, for Sean Payton and then one mock after another of him landing in Denver. Do you think he is that fit?
2: I think over time he could be. Out of the box from day one, if you throw him out there, you're not going to get the results that you're desiring from him. If you groom him and develop him correctly and you give him enough time and you're patient, you could have a starter uh, potentially for the long term. I I do like a lot of what Nicks brings to the table, and I'm warming up to it myself. I don't like Knicks more than, you know, Jaden Daniels, for example. You mentioned him. I'm still not completely sold that, um, you know, Michael Penix wouldn't be better in the Sean Payton system. But if, again, if he determines that's the guy, then I'm willing to ride with that much more easily uh, and, and willingly so than taking a chance on Sam Darnold. I just don't understand what he's going to do for you that Jared Stidham already hasn't done and can't do.
1: That's the thing is, you know, we talk about sloppy seconds, Zach, in this case, it would be sloppy fourths because Darnold was the third overall pick to the Jets. Uh, then he ends up what Carolina washes out there. San Fran as a backup to Brock Purdy, and then he's going to hit free agency. So his value is going to be very low. But when he was coming out, there was a lot to like about him, but he, this is the guy, Zach, that was kind of busted and exposed admitting he was seeing ghosts in the pocket. Uh, Even though he had that one shining moment of juking both Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson out of their cleats in that one Bronco Jets game, you know, that's really all that he has to his NFL resume. Like what's there to reclaim? Like we talk about reclamation projects. You got to go all the way back to his collegiate career to talk about claiming any success. So for Sam Darnold, I mean, there's a reason he was locked in as the backup to Brock Purdy in San Francisco. So it's just, exactly, it's a lateral move. You can't argue he'd be any better than Jarrett Stidham. You just can't. And Stidham has, you know, a year with Peyton uh, as a feather in his cap in terms of weighing those. I would rather see a quarterback ticket for the Broncos in 2024 that was something like, you know, Stidham-Knicks, stidham Penix heck even Stidham McCarthy than any of those rookie quarterbacks
2: and Sam Darnold at the top. I would take Stidham and Spencer Rattler than Stidham and and Sam Darnold. I mean, when you're talking about Darnold, this is the same quarterback that repopularized the term seeing ghosts in the pocket. I I just don't understand. I I know one person's entitled to his opinion and you broke down the analysis and he could be that, but, What's the difference if it's just a bridge? And if you have that bridge on the roster already, then just roll with it. I will never get on board with making another lateral move seven years after making nothing but them, Chad.
1: For what it's worth, the Lions passed up on a chance to re-extend their lead to three scores, going for it on a fourth down. That didn't work out, and it has now blown up in their face. The Niners just had a miraculous series of events, including a huge play by Brandon Ayuk. Led to a touchdown. It's now a single-score game. Lions 24, 9 or 17. Phil, down in Tucson, proving that Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. We love you. He says, good evening, Chad, Zach, and Deacon Scott. I am all for trading back. I don't think there is a quarterback at 12. Hashtag Buckham, MHS for life. Go Broncos. Well, one thing to keep in mind, and you could be right on that, Phil. There's It's that's, that's a possibility, but we still have a lot. Uh, we still have many stops left on the pre-draft trail, including this week, Senior Bowl week. Bo going to be in Mobile. Uh Panic's going to be there. Broncos are going to get some up-close uh, looks at both quarterbacks, some scratch and sniff, as it were. And I'll remind you that Baker Mayfield, who ended up going number one overall in 2018, was viewed going into Senior Bowl week, was viewed as kind of a... Uh probably a second-round pick, third-round pick, something like that, Zach. So, reserve some judgment, Phil, as I am anyway, uh, until some uh, the more information comes to light relative to these these quarterbacks' draft stock, Senior Bowl, Combine, Pro Days.
2: Yeah, if you rank these guys now and then rank them in in late April before the draft, it's going to be wildly different. But I'm on that train as well. Ideally, you can move back a few spots from 12 if the the board breaks a certain way. Uh, The quarterback that you have your eye on falls. You trade down a few spots, pick up some extra capital, and get that quarterback. I think as of now, before that pre-draft process, Chad, that would be my ideal scenario.
1: Scott's uh, reminding me that Carolina traded a second rounder and picked up Darnold's fifth-year option right away, dot, 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 morons. You know, that billionaire that took over the ownership of the Panthers, Tepper, he, despite his billions, you know, you, you see that, you know, hyper-competent human, so far isn't playing out relative to running a football team. It's kind of a crap show in Carolina since he took over. Uh, Angelo Perez in the house, that's a newer name, so welcome, welcome. big dog. Appreciate you connect with Zach and I on Twitter. We like to keep the conversation going and keeping in touch with our Super Chat superstars and contributors, so thank you, Big Dog. He says, what if we were to pick up a bridge quarterback, trade back to the 20s, take a quarterback there, have him sit for a year or two to develop like Jordan Love did in Green Bay? It's a possibility. It's a possibility that could play out, Uh, but I just have this sneaking suspicion, Zach, that stock is going to solidify more and more as the pre-draft process kind of marches on even now, like in a matter of a week or so, like his, he went from being a guy that maybe every other mock draft, he was a first round pick to like, he's a first round pick and he's going to Denver type thing. Now I'm not saying that means he's going to Denver, but I think by the time it's all said and done, Bo Nix, Zach's going to be viewed as a bona fide franchise guy is my, is my, is my educated guess. And if the Broncos feel that way and if if Sean Payton, you know, everyone else from the outside sitting here saying, hey, this is a fit for Sean Payton. This guy, I mean, look at his skill set, look at what Payton loves to do, what his priorities are and his kind of ideal quarterback. If if Sean Payton agrees with that in any way, shape or form, it's hard to even see him getting past 12. But if you were able to trade back and get him, you're, you're having your cake and eating him, too.
2: Absolutely. yeah. I mean, the franchise quarterbacks are so rare and the scarcity of that kind of forces teams to get desperate and try their hand. That's why the Mac Jones picks happen and the Sam Darnold picks happen. Um, Angelo, I I like, I appreciate your, your comment, your contribution, uh, But you could scrap the first part of that because, again, you have the bridge quarterback, in my opinion, already in place with Jared Stidham. And I don't understand. So let's say you want to cut Stidham and recoup the money and then take that money and then sign Sam Darnold or Jameis Winston. You're literally in the same exact spot still looking for your franchise guy. So you don't even need to you can go to step B, you know, do not advance, go collect $200, get your young rookie quarterback. And the expectation should be, Chad, if anyone thinks the Broncos are going to be super competitive in 2024, I hate to break it to you, it could be a rough year. It could be an evaluational year. could be a transitional year. So the bridge guy doesn't really matter, and he already have them in place. Focus on the future. Focus on the young quarterback.
1: Brutal, brutal fumble.
2: The Lions just gave the ball back to the
1: Niners at the 24-yard line. Man, moment, talk about a momentum swing. Oh, brutal, brutal. But look, do the Broncos have other roster needs, thus justifying a trade back, stockpiling more picks, et cetera? Absolutely. And there's a lot, of, a lot of questions right now that are unanswered that will be at least in part answered by the time we get to the draft relative to certain, whether it's cap space, different spots on the roster. But all of that, in my opinion, today, last week, three weeks ago, all of that takes a back seat, Zach, to the abject dire need of landing a franchise quarterback. And if Russell Wilson's out the door, that has to take precedence above and beyond everything else. And you know what? If you don't think Bo Nix is that guy, you're the Sean Payton and the Broncos and George Payton, you don't think JJ McCarthy is, you don't think Michael Penix is. Okay, cool. But maybe one of the other top three guys, or all three of the top three, then you better be doing whatever it takes to. Go up and get him. You gotta get the franchise quarterback. And this is something, by the way, Zach, that isn't lost on Sean Payton. This reality is I'm about to explain is not um, you know, he's not this this is not something that escapes him. And that is, hey, remember when he benched Russ? It's like, hey, if I don't do something now to kind of try and get a spark and, and see what it could be someone else sitting here talking to you a year from now, etc. By virtue of the fact that they missed the playoffs. Historically bad start, storm back into the playoff conversation, lose enough games to basically 86 yourself with two weeks left to go, and then the controversial nature of the Russell Wilson benching. Zach, whatever honeymoon period that the football gods had originally kind of allocated to Sean Payton is up in smoke. It's uh, It's gone. So he has to either win in 2024 – or make very clear and obvious leaps forward that point to and scream to ownership that that's the direction this thing is heading. And I'm sorry, guys, you don't get to either of those destinations if you're Sean Payton unless you have a quarterback. So how do you get that quarterback? That's why it's kind of a whatever it takes scenario. I'm to a point now, Zach, where it's like if you got to make if you got to trade away the next two, three drafts even to get your guy, that comes first. You got to do it
2: like what Vic Fangio said when he was fired by the Broncos. Remember, you know, he was asked why well, I didn't work out in Denver. He goes, well, I didn't have the quarterback. Another parting shot at Drew Locke. But there's some truth in what he said there, Chad. And there's a lot of truth in what you said. Even if the Broncos aren't a winning product again in 24, if, he's, if he can prove to ownership that they're heading in that direction sustainably and consistently to be a winning team, a playoff team, a championship caliber team for the next 10 years, I think that counts as well. And one more point about this. Let's say they take Bo Nix at twelve. Let's say they even move up to ten and take a quarterback that they have their eye on. If that quarterback goes on to be a mega bust for the next twenty years, I will always defend the Broncos taking that chance and trying to hit the home run, trying to try and find that franchise quarterback as opposed to taking the easy way out, the Sam Darnold, the Jameis Winston, etc.
1: Exactly you you just kind of scratch your head about the Paxton Lynch pick itself going back to 2016, but you at least go, all right, you swung for a guy. You took a chance on a, on a first round quarterback. Yeah. I'll always kind of wonder what would have been if you had more, uh, unity and of thought between the front office and the coaching staff in that particular draft. But I digress. Um, it starts with the quarterback and there's a, a comment here. I want to grab. This is something I think, people need to keep in mind, too, relative to the whole Bo Nix conversation is, you know, the Broncos and Sean Payton don't really have any more this, you know, three to five year window to keep kicking the can down the road. They need to either get results in 24 or show clear signs that that's a coming. And Bo Nix has started a lot of football. Thank you, Draft Time Broncos country. A lot of football. Uh, three years in the SEC, Zach, before he went to Oregon and and played two years going 22 and five as a starter for the Ducks. He does have that uh, on his resume. And by the way, Niners have tied the ball game 24s. Mm.
2: Yeah, it's a good point that uh, draft time makes here because Sean Payton comes from that Bill Parcells. Mm. Uh, era mindset where they like four-year starters. They like team captains. They like experienced players. They like people they can depend on. So if that's an intangible criteria that Sean Payton's looking at, it could be another check uh, a checkbox for Bo Nix. All right, we've got a uh, super chat here
1: from K-Show K- Show Gookie TV. What's going on, Big Thank Sorry, you. Sorry, I kind of got my uh, a tongue twister getting that name out. But, of course, we know you. We love you. Been with us a long time. I think it's been a minute since I've seen you in the chat. So welcome back. Thank you, Big Dog. Appreciate the support, helping us keep the lights on. This time of year, really, really helpful for us. So appreciate you. It says, I would select J.J. McCarthy. I'd rather get a second, third, and a fourth for Justin Simmons and Cortland Sutton. Surround pieces around J.J. to help him. There is no way I'm taking Knicks. I have a hot take. Broncos miss the playoffs again in 2024. So Shoguki, tell me why you're off on Knicks. Just out of curiosity, I want to hear your thoughts on, on Knicks. But um, if you if you draft J.J. and you get rid of Cortland, what does he got? He's got Jerry Judy to help him along, help lead the way. I'm not sure I like that as a precedent. But still, some people – J.J. McCarthy, Zach, is a kind of polarizing quarterback. People either are big yeah. believers in him. Or you know the kind of haters, like fringe haters. But what are your thoughts on this kid from the national reigning national championship quarterback?
2: I get a lot of Mac Jones vibes with him in the sense that his uh, his floor could be higher than his ceiling, but he needs a lot of coaching, and I don't think he's even close to being ready yet. He's such a young person, let alone a young uh, football player, that he needs time to grow into himself. Uh, but I think Shiguki's point here applies to any quarterback the Broncos would take. They would have to start building around him. And if it means trading some pieces elsewhere, trading a Simmons or whoever, I, I would do that. But well I think what Chad was hinting at is that you want to build up around JJ, but yet that in this scenario you'd be taking a piece away from JJ and that's Corlin Sutton. I would rather trade Jerry Judy first before Sutton, but you know that's a uh, nitpicking. And also I don't know that it's a hot take Shiguki that the Broncos are going to miss the playoffs. Like I said, it's going to be a transitional year. It's going to be a could be a rough year, choppy year depending on who they start and if there's a bridge with Stidham getting to the rookie quarterback. Those are never uh, so uh, seamless.
1: Uh, get this. So thank you again, Big Dog. So good to see you back in the house. We've missed you. A um, couple things to keep in mind on the McCarthy subject is the last kind of Harbaugh college quarterback. Who was it that that made some? It was a bona fide NFL prospect, Andrew Luck. If Andrew Luck doesn't decide, you know, I'm just going to retire from football at in the, literally smack dab in the middle of my prime, he could have gone on to be one of the all-time greats. McCarthy, Zach, obviously from a from a uh, scouting report perspective, you can't really compare him. But here's his stats, and I want to I want you I want to know what you think of this relative to the you know the context of how Michigan. Played, the system that Harbaugh and kind of the overall philosophy, that physical approach as a, a junior this past season, McCarthy passed for in 15 games, Zach 29, just under 3000 yards, 29, 2,991. So it's honestly not, it's a stone's throw from the number of yards. Russell Wilson threw for in 15 games. He, he barely cracked over uh 3000. 22 touchdowns to just four interceptions in basically three years as a starter for the Wolverines, Zach. He threw, did McCarthy a grand total of 11 picks to 49 touchdowns.
2: Yeah, there's, I was actually thinking that uh, there's a lot of comparisons you could make to uh, Russell Wilson and the fact that, He's kind of propped up. He's at his best when he's hidden by a strong running game and a a good supporting cast and a good defense. He had all those things in Michigan. He also had excellent coaching with Jim Harbaugh and company. So you don't know how much he can do on his own. And if you're taking a quarterback in the first round, you're taking a quarterback at the 12th overall pick that franchise guy needs to be able to win games on his own, not just be a a part of the, uh, the overall system. He needs to be the system. He needs to be the reason why you're winning games. I don't know that JJ McCarthy has it in him. That's why he wouldn't be my first pick at quarterback in this draft.
1: The Dutch is jumping in with super chat number two tonight. Thank you, Michaela. We love you. Seriously, you know this. She says, How many years will it be before the Broncos are good again? Please don't say three, four, five, six, seven years. Um, it, it sounds like my my son Theo sometimes, Michaela, he's like, he wants an orange or something. And he'll be like, Dad, I want, I want an orange. I want four, five, six, seven, orange. It's like, well, I don't know. I don't know what, uh, if your mom would be down for that, how that diaper is going to look if I give you three, four, five, six, seven, (laughs) orange, uh, six hours from now. But your point here though, in question, Michaela on, uh, when will the Broncos be good again? I don't want to be Zach too myopic here. Um, there's Sean Payton showed that he can, I mean, again, Overall, the impact of Peyton in year one was a clear net positive on the Broncos. It kind of ended with a whimper relative to how the team finished and then a cloud of controversy, which creates a bunch of doubt and kind of a a muddy outlook at quarterback with Russ. But he did come in with pieces that the previous regime could only win five games or, yeah, five games in 2022, and he improved on that by three – Despite starting the year one and five, I'm not ready to come to throw the baby out with the bathwater, Zach, and just abandon 2024, all hope of 2024 having a meaningful uh, result for the Broncos. But they got to get a few of these ducks in a row, Michaela, for us to start feeling confident about not throwing that baby out with the bathwater. And again, it starts with quarterback. Get resolution on Russ sooner than later. From there, start telegraphing to us. Are you going to be able to make some hay uh, with your salary cap? What moves are you making to account for the fact that you're 24 million plus over currently? And then, if it is moving on from Russ, we got to know what the plan is at quarterback. And a lot of these questions, uh, due to the nature of, of time, we won't have answers to Zach until you know late April. Uh, so I'm not ready to just say 2024 is not going to be. They could be winners this this year, but it does depend on how these chips fall. In the uh, off season,
2: well, I don't think it's going to take seven years, Michaela. That's the good news. I mean, it's we're not going to have to go through it that much longer. It just depends from what point the Broncos hit. And what I mean by that is, you need two things to rebuild your culture and become a winning team: the quarterback and the head coach. We think the Broncos finally have the head coach. How long Sean Payton's going to be here? We don't know. Now they just need the quarterback, though. But I want to point to once again what the Detroit Lions did with Dan Campbell because even Sean Payton pointed to the Lions under Campbell. His first year in Detroit, he was three and 13, three-13 13 and one. Then he was nine and eight in twenty twenty two, and then he was twelve and five in twenty twenty three, and now they're you know almost maybe on their way to the Super Bowl. So it's incremental progress. Once you hit and once you get that quarterback, whether it's this year, you're going to see steady incremental progress. First year could be rough. Let's say they get the quarterback this year. They get it right. We don't know who that is, whatever. It could be rough, but 2025, 10, 11 wins, and then maybe in 2026, it could be a perennial playoff team going forward. It won't be that long, Michaela. Plus, you know,
1: weird things happen. You know, parody of the NFL is is a wild thing, and it's part of what makes it such a compelling sport and entertainment kind of thing. But who would have, Zach... How many people, let me put it this way, how many people when the Detroit Lions dealt uh, Stafford to L.A. and brought in Jared Goff, who kind of had his tail between his legs, uh, how many people then were forecasting a Lions conference championship game in 2023? Like nobody. Mean? Nobody was, dude. So you just don't know how things can come together. And that's why, again, I'm not what, ready to say, hey, abandon ye all hope ye who wish to pass into 2024 uh, on the Broncos. Like, we just got to see how some of these these things shake out. And we'll start getting a little bit more of the breadcrumb effect, Zach, this week, Senior Bowl. And, hey, we're going to have Scott Kennedy, Mr. Producer himself, uh, is going to be there for us, giving us the inside scoop. So um, look forward to those updates. It's going to be dope.
2: That's why if it's going to be a rough year, regardless 2024, and I, I, it might not, but I think it will be, it might not be a one win season, but it could be, you know, six, seven, eight wins. If you at least have the rookie quarterback and you're getting him the reps that he needs and he's developing in that, tough year, it's better than not having him and rolling with Sam Darnold or just another year of mediocrity where you're not making progress. You're not taking a step forward. Even the Panthers as bad as they were, they had Bryce Young. They threw him out there. He might not amount to much, but at least they got him the reps and there's something that the fans could look to this season uh, going forward. Uh,
1: Do we have a Chiefs troll in the chat, Scott? 703. I'll keep an eye on that too. Um, Let's see what he's saying here. The players the Lions got for Stafford once all was said and done. Jared Goff, um, Mela Fonwu, uh, Jameson Williams, Josh Pascal, Jameer Gibbs, Laporta, Broderick Martin. So think about this in this context, knowing that. Maybe trading Patrick Sertan in an effort to not just get the quarterback but rebuild restock the roster isn't the worst idea under the sun if depending on obviously quite a lot what kind of offers are out there
2: listen if we could guarantee the broncos would get a blue chipper if they trade sertan i'd be open to it but this is why i'm saying regardless you know a lot of broncos fans are asking about the draft is it important it is the most important broncos draft uh, in recent franchise history. If they get this right with their picks, they could be set up for success in the not too distant future. If they get it wrong, it's going to keep kicking that can further down the road. Uh, we are at 37 minutes. We started quite late tonight, guys,
1: so we'll probably keep it a little bit shorter this evening. Any burning topics, questions, get them in the chat like the Duchesses and Super Chats and stars, as you know. We will get to them no matter what before we dip out. The Duchess, again, we love you. She says 2026. Wow, that is forever in my book. They better make it this year. Sorry. I am so sick of them, I think, is what she's saying. Yeah, some to that effect. Um, Yeah, I don't, I'm not saying that. I'm not ready to say that. I'm just not. Um, I think, I think Sean Payton is a caliber of coach and he proved that this year that, and all those years in New Orleans, he's a caliber of coach that. Even if you don't have ideal situation at quarterback, your team will be competitively relevant. Now that's cold comfort to a fan base like ours that has lived so many of our days in the sun and have come to expect championship type uh, things for the team. But Sean Payton, you missed the playoffs in year one, but Zach, this was a competitively relevant team. They were in the hunt and they basically I mean, after starting one and five, they're going into week. 14, was that the Lions? I think it was 14 was the Lions. Might have been 15. They go into that game, Zach, on with absolute control, basically, with a couple of percentages off the absolute. So, all right, maybe not absolute, but a couple of percentages. Greatly, greatly, greatly in full control of their playoff destiny. And, of course, they botched it, but that's called competitive relevancy. And I think, Zach, that regardless of exactly what quarterback ends up being under center, whatever that solution is, for Sean Payton, whether it's a short-term band-aid or if it's a draft pick, future franchise guy, they're getting out on the field. I do not doubt this team will be competitively relevant. Now, are they going to be, you know, setting the league on fire and like the Lions and the Niners and the Chiefs and the Ravens going all the way to the conference championship game? Probably not, but they they will be relevant. I have enough confidence still in Sean Payton to at least predict that.
2: I don't blame you, Michaela, if you think 2026 is too long. By that point, it would have been 10 years since they had a winning record, let alone a playoff berth. So it's been a a tough road, but I can give you another comparison. I mean, look at Houston, what they did in year one under D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud. It shows that, again, if you hit on the coach and hit on the quarterback, if it's the right guy and he's elite, he can take you from the basement to the, uh, the penthouse fairly quickly. And we've
1: got Shoguki jumping in because I said, hey, tell me why you don't like Nick's. it seemed like, from his first super chat. And he says, with another very generous super, thank you, big dog. Knicks is fine, but I have to play him quicker than being able to kind of stay patient. J.J. McCarthy's younger and easier to coach up and fix things. Um, CS is 30 and JS is 31 wanted to max their value in a trade. oh so Sutton, Justin yeah. Simmons and Cortland Sutton. Yeah.
2: Jerry can improve. he's not broken. Zach uh, I it's it's subjective your uh, opinion on Jerry Judy. I don't know that he's broken, but I just. I just think for what you can get salary cap wise and kind of just moving on and and giving to both sides a fresh start is the way to go. And Cortland Sutton is the one receiver from this year that showed that he's improving and he may be getting back to that Pro Bowl level. We've never seen Jerry Judy even close to a Pro Bowl level. I agree with you, though, about Simmons. If you can line up a replacement and try to get as much draft capital as possible. I'm, I'm all for it. I think we're seeing eye to eye on the most part. We both want young franchise quarterbacks in the building, and we're not afraid to do anything uh, to make that happen and stockpile capital while doing so.
1: I'm just not convinced yet that JJ, despite being significantly younger, he's only 20. I'm i I'm just not convinced yet that that potential is there to be a franchise guy. I mean, he's got potential of some sort. Obviously, he's a young player. I'm just not sure how how high that ceiling is are we talking about you know the Sistine Chapel are we talking about you know the average basement right eight foot ceiling I'm not sure more information to come on that and I'm sure between now and when the draft uh, happens we're going to learn a lot more about this kid too whether it's the I mean he can't participate in the senior bowl but combine pro days buzz etc it's going to be interesting thank you for clarification there big dog Uh, Okay. We have uh, the Duchess again. And then unless there's any burning topics, probably going to dip on out of here. Thank you again, Michaela. Seriously. She says, I promise. uh, I don't believe Peyton is a good coach. Wait, Zach, you, you read this super chat. You're better on the, on the syntax interpretation.
2: I think she's saying she doesn't believe that Sean Peyton's a good coach. I Pretty. I don't know how else to interpret that, Michaela. If there's a different interpretation, please let us know. If you're down on Sean Payton again, I get it, but I, I do think over the course of the the long term, he wasn't hired for one or two years. He's going to be here for the foreseeable future, and he has a vision. He has a plan in place. That plan did not involve Russell Wilson. Hopefully, God willing, that plan involves a uh, quarterback in this year's draft, and that quarterback is the right quarterback.
1: I Seriously, guys, I do not feel any different. From a confidence level in Sean Payton today than I did at this time last year, in the immediate aftermath of him being hired as the new head coach. Um, look, that doesn't mean I loved everything he did as head coach in year one. There were a few very questionable situations like <clears throat> his initial decision to hire Vance Joseph. That seemed to kind of blow up in their face early with the with the one and five start. But then you go, well, wait a minute. Maybe he was right because then the defense was the reason they were able to turn it around, all those takeaways, et cetera. Uh, and then they regressed back to the mean, and you saw more kind of Zach true representation of what the talent is in Denver on defense the final quarter of the season. And things just didn't go well. That combined Zach with some, you know, a few coaching foibles through a season. You expect to see that. Uh, to a greater or lesser degree, no matter the coach. I think the biggest thing that has fans so kind of off on Peyton is he was supposed to, and he said this himself, Russell Russell Wilson isn't washed, he's redeemable, and he was supposed to be the guy that comes in and and redeems him. And yet he's the guy that pulled the plug on Russ, and he hadn't even started year one of his five-year, quarter-billion-dollar extension. And there are a lot of reasons why that took the wind out of so many people's sails. Uh, and, but there's no question, though, Zach, it has affected kind of his cachet within Broncos country.
2: And not only that, I even when Russell Wilson was on the field, even when Russell Wilson was playing well, there were certain areas of the Broncos offense that reminded fans of the post Peyton Manning era offenses, where they couldn't get in the end zone, the red zone, play calling inefficiency. Even Russell Wilson himself, he wasn't putting up, you know, the Star Wars, Peyton Manning-level passing yards that a lot of fans were expecting under Sean Payton. But it just was not meant to be. We've heard so many quotes come out, Chad, and comparisons, analogies. Oil and water, I think, is the best one that we've heard that I think fits the uh, the temperature of the relationship, which was not good. They tried to make it work. It did not work. And now Sean Payton gets to handpick his guy who he thinks he can work with.
1: Right. And because of that oil and water uh, environment, it's better overall if that's really what it is. All right. It's better overall for Sean Payton to go find and stock the cupboards with his guys at quarterback. I would prefer that if he is going to do that, he he does it the old-fashioned way and goes out and finds the guy that he can build a, a future with in Denver through the draft. You know, he got very lucky in year one in New Orleans, Zach being able to um, have a a quarterback as motivated and I mean talented. Yes, Drew Brees always talented, but the perfect storm there, relative to the to the player. Specifically was not just his talent, but he was coming off, you know, that that terrible injury and the NFL, everyone in the NFL except the Saints telling him basically, no, we don't think you you, you can do it. We, we don't believe in you. And he was motivated and driven. I mean, unlike many quarterbacks, all, all quarterbacks on some level usually are quite driven individuals. But this dude, especially at that moment in his life, was like a maniac in terms of the drive. And so Sean Payton recognized all those things, brought him to New Orleans, and it worked out well for him out of the gates. I mean, they didn't win a lot year one. Year two, if I remember, needle starts moving. By 2008, they were becoming a juggernaut. 2009, that win a Super Bowl. He needs soon, in this first year one or year two window, he needs to find that guy uh, for this period on his NFL coaching resume. And if it's not going to be Russell Wilson, I can promise you, Zach, it's not going to be Sam Darnold. It's not going to be probably anyway, uh, Baker Mayfield. Your best hope is a quarterback in the draft. You know, one thing about Drew Brees and I'm serving this back to you is yeah, he was a wounded animal with that shoulder that he did that brutal injury. He suffered against the Broncos, by the way, uh, you guys remember that, um, But at least by that point, he had had double-digit win seasons under his belt. He went to a Pro Bowl. Who out there as a free agent quarterback this year, Zach, can say that? I mean, maybe Baker Mayfield. Maybe he's the closest representation, and it's kind of ironic because they share
2: a lot of the same skill set and measurables. Yeah, and um, I I don't know. I just I feel like, again, whatever Sean Payton, if if he feels – empowered enough and he does he was given the job with full autonomy to pick his guy we need to move behind move beyond the russell wilson drama the saga they need to make a decision sooner or not later and just decide going forward what you want to do but i'm not going to fault again my takeaway is this if you sign a sam darnold if you sign a Jameis winston if you sign a whoever you're just keeping yourself stuck in the mud and neutral and what a lot of people dog on Sean Payton about was that he never developed anyone beyond Drew Brees in the, in that post brees era. But what they people forget is the work he did with young quarterbacks like Ian Book, like Teddy Bridgewater, even Trevor Simeon. It just gives you glimpses into his coaching acumen. And if he can do that with them, what makes you think he can't do that with the number 12 overall pick? That's why you gotta take that chance. You gotta take that swing. I agree. To me, that's that's priority one is quarterback draft.
1: But the more I think about it, and the more I I talk about it, it's like if the Broncos were in a better cap situation, I would probably be probably be a lot more vocal. Oh, you got to catch that, dude! Sorry, uh, Lions down twenty four seven. They're driving eight twenty eight. Missed opportunity in the end zone. Should have caught it. Goes through the receiver's hands. Okay, uh, Baker Mayfield. Zach is what I was getting at. I would be a lot more kind of like, well, let's not completely abandon the idea of a stopgap or of, not a stopgap, but like a potential veteran kind of savior here to come in and be that Drew Brees character in the Sean Payton story arc, but you can't afford him. You know, uh, it's like Scott was, we were talking 3 million bucks. Maybe is what Sam Darnold can go out there and command three, 4 million bucks. Whereas Baker coming off the season he had in Tampa, he's looking at possibly $30 million a year type of contract. Broncos don't have that right now. They, they can't play ball in that arena.
2: Plus is Baker Mayfield. And I like him. I know you do as well. And he had a great year, but is he going to win you a super bowl? I mean, this is the a resurgent year for Baker Mayfield and uh, they didn't make it that far in the postseason. So the ultimate Question should be with any quarterback is this the guy to get you to the promised land? Is this the guy to get you a ring? And if not, you got to keep it moving. And then I hope they just identify who that could be in this year's draft class.
1: Well, guys, things are gonna start getting quite interesting again this week. The senior bowl kicks off. Scott's gonna be making his way there tomorrow. Uh the, the proceedings will begin in earnest Tuesday. So make sure you're keeping it locked, not only with Mile High Huddle. But make sure you're also following Scott on Twitter, at Scout Easy, and also make sure you're following him on his YouTube channel. Um, you're going to want to stay plugged in with everything he's. I mean, lots of lots of content, lots of insight, lots of interviews, lots of video clips. Trust on that. But before we dip on out of here, Zach, a few messages for everybody, and then uh, we'll 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 look forward to talking to everybody tomorrow.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Another tremendous episode of the Mile High Huddle podcast. If you're not doing so, please follow us on Twitter at the MHH Pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle, Chad at Chad N. Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott, our producer, at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch like we're rocking each and every single freaking podcast, check out MHHmerch.com and get you some. If you haven't, please drop us a like at facebook.com slash pod. You can find us on Instagram at mile underscore high underscore huddle. And if you are on Apple Podcast, make sure you're leaving your football pre a five-star review for a chance to win some merch each and every single month. But if anything, y'all, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. <laughs> uh, a mile-high
1: salute and serious big props and thank yous to the Super Chat superstars and supporters tonight helping us at this period. We love the off season; It's killer. It's my favorite window of the NFL calendar. Uh, but without the, su- the support of everybody on Super Chat and the stars on Facebook, it'd be a lot harder to bring this content on the reg. So thank you guys. Seriously, I can't say it enough. Lawrence Rivera, <clears throat> The Ronk, Taylor Christensen, Phil McLaughlin. Angelo Perez, Keshawn Gookie, good to see you again, uh big dog, The Ronk, and last but not least a very special thank you to the Duchess Michaela who's, you know, she's feeling it right now. She's feeling the past 8 years of disappointment and the kind of promises that have gone unfulfilled by the Broncos as an organization. Try and keep this this is my message to Michaela and, and I'm this is a little self-talk too, message to myself and anyone else who's out there listening but Try and keep at least a a minor thread of optimism open until we see what the the clarity is at quarterback. And we might not know that. We might not get that clarity until the draft. So keep that in mind. But Michaela, love you. You know that. And uh, can't wait to talk to everybody tomorrow night.
2: Hey, have a great rest of your weekend. We'll see you tomorrow night. Take care. And as always, go Broncos.
0: Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.